with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. Jordan your host. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He is the CEO and founder at Stack, which is an online uh, website and app that helps uh, teenagers learn about and invest in cryptocurrency. Uh, welcome to the Money Answer Show, Will. Thanks so much, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Just tell us your brief history of how you got to where you are today. Sounds great. Yeah. So um, spent my whole career in, in securities and, and banking at some level. Um, I think there was kind of always one burning question in my mind, and that was, why does over 60% of the U.S. population not engage in individual investing? Um, and how do you get people started? And the answer to it um, over the last, I guess, few years, working most recently before I started Stack uh, with a teenage bank called Copper, was that the earlier you get people started, the more you create those habits, the more that they understand that it's you know a world that's maybe cloaked in a lot of false complexity and it actually is very approachable and easy to understand um, if you can just kind of fail early on in life and, and do so with 10 or $20 so that when you have a thousand or whatever um, amount of dollars later in life, you are equipped to do that. And so Stack is really built at that thesis. And we're starting where teenagers are, are searching the most, and that's um, with digital assets and crypto. And so we're really merging this financial literacy world with this kind of crazy Web3 crypto universe that we're living in. So why is crypto a good place for teens to start since it's probably the most volatile of assets, as opposed to traditionally you'll think they'll start with Disney or McDonald's stock or something they can kind of relate to in their own lives. Yeah, I think this goes just just really to engagement, which is, um, you know, my, my, my last job was actually trying to build a stock product um, for teens. And the reality is, is that you're going to get a very small portion of teens that even want to engage with a stock product. Um, and so if you start with where the teens are most excited, where there's the most curiosity, I think that's a natural place um, to start infusing some of these same financial literacy lessons. Now, is crypto, um, you know, should, should crypto be the, the only investment that a teenager has in their portfolio or anybody have in their portfolio? I think that's um, obviously no. But I do think that there is some amazing excitement and zeitgeist behind crypto and digital assets that makes it a tremendous place to start with. Um, and that's just getting people to stop using their Instagram as their financial advisor or their TikTok as their financial advisor and start learning hands-on with real money. And so if you start in the place that they're the most curious, that they're the most likely to engage, and then you teach them some really good foundational education about finance, I think that's that's sort of the sweet spot that we're trying to operate in. So uh, teenagers are, might have some personal finance classes at their, their high schools. Are they teaching about uh, cryptocurrency in these traditional personal finance classes? Very, very base level, I would say. And and um, I think this is where the private sector has a tremendous opportunity to educate. And it's in these places like crypto, like, you know, a lot of other technology that's out there today um, where the private sector can adapt every single day and curriculum moves very, very slowly. 
And so I'm sure that crypto will continue to be more ingrained in some of these financial literacy classes. I mean, financial literacy isn't even mandated um, in public education in some states. And so I think pushing the needle forward and doing it through, uh, you know, a mobile app on teens' phones that is engaging, that's fun to use, but that also teaches them good investing behavior and sort of the foundations of this world um, is, is kind of where we're starting. How have parents reacted to this? I mean, I could see some of them who are conservative saying, my God, you don't want to start them with the most volatile <laughs> out there and this is going to completely freak them out. What, what has been parents' response to Stack? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. The um, Well, the, we kind of bucket parents into three categories, if you will. There's the crypto parents, uh, the ones that are already on crypto themselves. And Usually those parents are just very receptive to what we're doing. They understand crypto. They have it in their portfolio already. And so getting their teenagers involved in this new, you know, investing category and asset class, I think is a, it's a kind of a natural movement for them. There is the stock parents, as we call them. And those are the ones that have a relationship with finance. Um, they probably have their own brokerage account. They own stocks, but they don't own crypto. And those are actually usually the hardest people um, to talk with crypto about because they usually have very strong views. They're entrenched in more of the traditional fiat world of finance and, um, you know, don't see the value in crypto as much. And then there's a really, really interesting third category. And that third category is anybody that doesn't have a strong relationship with finance. Maybe they have a bad credit score. Maybe... Um, you know, they just have never invested themselves. Maybe they only have a 401k that is very passive to, to them and, and how they interact with the investing world. And that group, by all of our studies, is actually very curious about crypto. And I think it's because crypto has this like Apple in the 1980s brand to it right now, that it is a little bit of the rebel brands in finance. Um, and people are excited by potential exponential returns. Um, they're excited that, you know, crypto is sort of this new technology on the block and is going against banks and doing all these um, kind of curious things. And so that group of parents is, um, you know, obviously it's a huge bucket of, of people, but they actually overwhelmingly um, are at least very curious about our product. The number one and two things that we always know that we need to do is safety and security. Um, and so we keep safety and security in the back of our heads throughout every single product discussion that we have. Um, and so as long as we're a safe, secure place for teenagers to interact with crypto, interact with it with some of the principles of really good investing habits, um, but also are engaging and fun and really leaning into this kind of new new stratosphere, if you will, um, that's, that's the mission. What do you mean by safety and security? That's, those are two words. They're typically not associated with cryptocurrencies. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that this is where being a centralized environment versus a decentralized environment is kind of interesting. Um, and so people think of crypto and the first thing they think of is fraud, right? Or nefarious activities, scams, um, et cetera. And I think there's, well, there, there's sort of two pieces there. One is, is that, of course, those things exist in the fiat world um, and they exist at very high levels in the fiat world as well. Um, but when you create a centralized environment, like we are, like Coinbase and Kraken and Gemini and any of those crypto exchanges that you're probably familiar with um, do, 
what that allows you to do is to put a lot of walls up. Um, and so we're working with a digital wallet provider on the back end of our application that has never been hacked before. Um, and so if you find the right partnerships in this world, you can create that. So just tell us a little bit about the long-term um, case for investing in cryptocurrency. Some would say it's going to take over the world and it's going to replace traditional fiat currencies. Some would say it's a very dangerous thing. In fact, lots of countries like Russia and China are trying to wipe it out altogether. So there's a big dichotomy in what people view as the future of cryptocurrency. What is your view of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give you a classic like in the middle answer here, but I think that crypto is here to stay. I think it's going to be in everybody's portfolio at some point. Do I think that it's taking over the world and am I a crypto crazy myself? I'd actually say I'm not. You know, I come from a more traditional securities and stock backgrounds. But what I think is really important, there's one stat that blew my mind when we were crafting a stock product for teenagers. And that was that teens um, and really 18 to like 25 year olds. So, you know, the, the crowd outside of what we're doing, they own 1.2 times more crypto than they do stock. And so what's going to happen is kids are going to turn 18, whether their parents like it or not, they're going to get involved in this world if they start investing. And so if you can start here and educate here and say, this is the good, the bad, everything in between, I think that's incredibly powerful. Um, and so for my own personal views, I think that crypto is definitely a part of every portfolio. I think I see the good in it. I also see the bad in it. I also see, you know, the um, the meme coins that aren't doing anybody any good and the rug pulls on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's really being objective and taking a, a stock and securities view at this crypto world and trying to learn from those lessons to create a, a safe environment and a better environment for people to invest in. On Stack, I think you can invest in 30 uh, crypto coins. Is that something like that? How do you pick what should be in and what shouldn't be out? Yeah, we, it's sort of a mix of two things. So we do we start with what are the highest volume coins? And, you know, when you just get to higher volume, you usually get to a little bit more safe and secure coins that are have real technology behind them that is purposeful, that does have utility to it. And then on the second hand, um, you also kind of measure where you think this world is going. And I think of something like Decentraland, for instance. Um, and so if kids are going to go buy Metaverse Land or they're going to go buy uh, an outfit for their video game character, we need to be able to integrate with those systems. And so we basically merge those two views to say, where is it most practical for someone to have a coin in their portfolio? And then also what coins do we think are what you could call good actors? Um, and so that's that's the, the context for the 30 coins that we offer. So I'm sure you offer the big ones like Ethereum and Bitcoin. What are some of the other ones? Do you offer Dogecoin, for example? Or what are some of the other coins that you're offering? Yes, yeah, so we do offer Dogecoin. Um, and, you know, once you get to like Dogecoin, that's where it starts to get, right, a little bit gray. I mean, there's Elon Musk, you know, that, that's a big fan of, of Dogecoin. But then you also see Dogecoin being used in some ways, um, you know, to actually go buy things. And I think that makes it interesting. I am a big believer that you should give people the tools to go make their own decisions. Um, and so that's really kind of what Stack is built on, is giving people options. 
but also giving people options with a little bit of guardrails. And so we try to be inclusive. Solana's in there, Terra's in there, Decentraland's in there. Um, a lot of the more well-known coins, but also some that are newer, you know, and don't have a huge reputation yet. So um, we will constantly be thinking about those things. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He is the CEO and founder at Stack, uh, which is an online application and website to help teenagers learn about personal finance and cryptocurrency. Particularly, you can find out more at his website address, which is trystack.io. We'll be back after this. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the global private market, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then brings them to you. From personalized medicine to cybersecurity to higher education, where students sacrifice $3.8 billion in earnings every year by dropping out. Our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest where growth potential is the greatest early. Our crowd is the fastest growing venture capital investment community. Our crowd's accredited investors have already invested over $1 billion in growing tech companies. 21 of those companies are unicorns. And many of our crowd's members have benefited from over 40 IPOs or sale exits of portfolio companies. Now you can invest in EduNav, whose patented technology uses machine learning and combinational algorithms to guide every student along the optimal path to graduation. EduNav is used by 20 colleges and universities and help one college double their graduation rate. Invest today at OurCrowd. Invest in EduNav at OurCrowd.com slash answers. You can join OurCrowd for free at OurCrowd.com slash answers. Join the fastest growing venture capital community at OurCrowd.com slash answers. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at Voice AM Business. Again, that's at Voice AM Business. And stay current. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. I'm your host. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He is the CEO and founder at Stack, which is an online website and application for teenagers to learn about personal finance in general and cryptocurrency investing in particular. You can find out more at his website, trystack.io. Welcome back to the show, Will. Thanks, thanks, Jordan. So let's explain exactly how this works. If, if you have a teenager who wants to learn about cryptocurrency and he goes to trystack.io, tell us about the experience and, and how he signs up for it. Yeah, so our app will go live in April and it will be a mobile application where a teen, the teen sign-up process is obviously pretty, uh, pretty limited because they need a parent to be assigned to the account as well. There's two distinct user experiences. So there's the parent user experience where the parent is legally responsible for the account and they sit on top of every investing decision. So a teen can basically queue up a buy of Bitcoin a sell of Ethereum, a deposit from a bank account or withdrawal to a bank account, every single transaction must be approved by the parent in order for it to actually transact. Um, but in addition to a lot of that, we do a lot of cool things on the app that really take people outside of the architecture of investing as well, because we know that if if an investing app really just buys and sells Bitcoin, it's pretty uninteresting and it's probably something that you're not using that often. And so what we do on top of that is we do a few things. One is we offer daily quizzes that take two minutes to take and they give you free crypto as a child if you successfully answer questions correctly. And then on top of that, we also have a sort of gamification award system where for things like long-term holding, periodic savings, diversification, and learning, we reward you for doing certain things. So for instance, if you don't sell an investment for a period of time, we're actually like the anti-Wall Street bets, GameStop, casino, <laughs> if you will, um, and we're trying to instill those and doubling down on some of those by encouraging people to hold investments. Um, if you just put even $5 in your account every month, we reward you for that. And so it's really built to teach some of those good investing principles with crypto being, you know, the exciting thing under the hood that, that people are actually using. So is there a, a fee for joining Stack or are there commissions? What is your business model for making money at this? Yeah, so it's a subscription-based business. Um, and what that means is agnostic to how often you trade, how much money is in your account, 
we are $3.50 if you pay annually and $4.50 if you pay monthly. So we say for the price of a cup of coffee, a parent can have their teen in the app and learning about crypto and hands-on with digital assets and Web3. And we do have some bigger plans to add some things to the app as well. Um, and then, you know, it, it really is agnostic to how often they're trading or any other fees that a platform would traditionally, you know, charge you. And so if, uh, if you sort of do the math, if you have an average account balance of about 100 bucks and you do more than three trades a year, then our platform basically breaks even with any other competitive platform out there. And then anything beyond that, um, we're actually um, cost effective. So how, how would you compare to say a Coinbase or a Gemini or other cryptocurrency exchanges? Uh, do they not let teenagers on? How are you different from the traditional exchanges? Yes, exactly. So they aren't authorized for under 18 year olds in their platform. And so to, to get that authorization and there's a few really cool banking and stock companies out there. Um, some of the ones that people might know are step green light, current go Henry copper, um, and then on the stock side, Stockpile and Acorns and a few others that um, once you're authorized for under 18, in order to get that designation, you have to have a very specific product where parents are the custodians on the account. And it isn't until 18 or 19 years old, depending on what state you're in, that the assets transfer to that teen's name. And you can get some tax benefits, you know, obviously for um, the, the teen account. But then you also create an account that allows a teen user to be in the app themselves and trade themselves legally, but with their parents sitting on top of it. Um, and so Coinbase just not being authorized for that. What you see right now is if you were to scrape social media, people are hacking into their parents' Coinbase accounts um, or they're asking an adult to go do something for them. But they really in a legal place, there is no app for them yet. And we are the first that has sort of blazed the trail to be authorized for under 18 in this crypto world. Did you have to get some kind of regulatory approval to offer this to under yeah. 18? Yes, we did. So we had to um, go through, in your terms of service, you have to get lawyers you know, to basically go through your product and make sure that it meets all of the requirements to have this designation for under 18 year olds. And then you, of course, need to, um, you know, go through all of the financial architecture, whether that be money transmitter, money service businesses, registered investment advisors. There's a lot of things that you have to consider when you set up one of these businesses. Um, and I'm fairly familiar with that just from my, you know, under 18 stock and, and banking experience. And so it really was applying that to this crypto world, which no one had done yet. Yeah. So uh, when you set it up, is it going to be uh, linked to a teen's uh, Uniform Gifts to Minors Act account. Uh, it's kind of in the parent's name, but it's really the kid's money. Kind of who is the owner of, of the asset? Yeah, our theory, I mean, what, what we've seen in, in similar stock products, for instance, which is really the only barometer for, for these under 18 investing accounts, is most commonly the parent account, the parent bank account is the one that's funding um, the account. And then what happens is teens, you know, cyclically, usually in the summer months when they're like doing summer jobs, um, for instance, they tend to fund the account. We will have a gifting feature where, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whoever can gift to a teenager on the app as well and fund the account. Um, but really, it's almost more like the period periodicity of savings usually is connected to something like allowance. And so, 
a teenager can decide with their parents that, you know, the $20 that they get a month or whatever it is, they want to put into their crypto account. And we set up automated deposits um, that do that. And then when they turn 18, uh, it comes out of the custodial account into their regular name. Is that the way it works? Yeah. So what would happen is a teenager would get an email, um, you know, leading up to their 18th birthday that says, hey, you're almost 18. We need to collect more pertinent information to put this account into your name. They would go through a traditional KYC process um, to basically have that, that account transfer. And then the assets would be pushed into that new account once they did reach that age of of maturity. Um, and then they would self-direct. And so if they wanted to buy Bitcoin or sell Ethereum or whatever it was, they don't need parent approval anymore to do that. So the only asset you can buy in stack is cryptocurrency. You cannot buy stocks or bonds or mutual funds or money market funds. Is that right? Correct. As of right now, we do not have those offerings. We, I think what we'll run into very shortly is the decision of whether we want to add fiat assets or if we want to lean more into crypto offerings as a product. And so I think of things like staking, for instance, um, I think become pretty interesting. And then like just how the digital wallet is used, like whether teens want to go. I know me as a high schooler, I wanted to go spend my money on video games. Um, and so I think there's a question of whether we want to integrate into some of these pay-to-earn, um, pay-to-play platforms and some other things as well. Meaning you'd be able to use your cryptocurrency profits to buy video games at GameStop? You'd, you'd be able to use it that way to do transactions? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of platforms are considering, I think, like, you know, attaching crypto payments into, you know, the live version of their video game. And so um, digital wallets are, are one way to do that very quickly and easily. And us naturally being the first um, that have under 18 access to digital wallets, I think could be a, a really cool integration to, to have. But all the time, under 18, the teen is not having it in their own name. It's in their parents' name. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. And that's for legal reasons. That's for legal reasons. You can, So an under 18-year-old cannot be legally bound to a contract, um, whether that be financial or anything else. And so their parent is is almost like a joint, you know, account leader. And then it transfers into their name automatically once they reach the age of majority. What is the youngest that you could join Stack? Thir right now we're 13 or over. Um, what you run into when you go under 13 is there's some marketing um, practices that you need to make sure you follow when marketing to 12 and, and under. Um, I think there's certainly chances to expand, but right now we're really just focused on that like teen demographic. Very good. I'm going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He's the CEO and founder at Stack, which is an online website slash app uh, to help teenagers invest in cryptocurrency. Uh, his website is trystack.io. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? 
Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the show. Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He is the CEO and founder at Stack, which is an online uh, and app website to help people, help teenagers invest in cryptocurrencies, their website, trystack.io. Welcome back to the show, Will. Thanks, Jordan. So part of this is social media as well. So you have, I guess you call it the ambassador program to have one team tell another about it. Explain how that works. Yeah, so what's really interesting about our ambassador program, we started off doing a lot of teen outreach for it. And what we actually found out was that parents um, more often than not are the ones that are, um, you know, reaching out to us about it and trying to get their teens signed up. The core problem that we're trying to solve is I remember what it's like to be a high schooler and you're building a college resume or you're building professional experience to go get a job somewhere. And it's just hard to get that first role and that first gig. And so Um, What our brand ambassador program is, is it's a way to work directly with our team and you are part of a a small, right now it's a pretty small community of high school kids that are representing their high school as an ambassador of Stack. And what they do is uh, a couple of things. One is they're a part of this community and it's a community that's connected through Discord so they can talk to each other, see peers, like-minded peers that, you know, are doing certain things in this crypto web three world. Um, number two, we hold monthly events with some really cool speakers. So we had, um, a social media influencer that has over 2 million followers come in last month and talk to some people. Um, and there's just some really cool guests that come on it. They're very teen focused. And so it's a cool way to just, um, meet some leaders that have done some things that I think teens are thinking about. And then lastly, we give them a referral code for Stack. And if they want to do their own sort of business development, whether that's talking to their finance club or talking with their sports teams, um, they can sort of be the the crypto conversation holder, if you will. And anybody that they bring to our app, uh, they can literally get paid for it. And so 
it's this sort of do-it-yourself um, team-focused program that they can get professional experience and then kind of make it what they want. So the way you're going to grow it is basically through online word of mouth. Yeah, so so we have two main channels. One is the ambassador program, and and we do a form of the ambassador program ourselves. I mean, I um, have shown up to a number of high schools and just talked with football teams or girls lacrosse teams or whatever they are, and we'll just listen, honestly, a lot. I'll ask kids, what do they think about this Web3 world that we're living in? Do they like the metaverse? Do they... Um, you know, why aren't they getting involved? Um, and so I think those are always really interesting just to make us better as a business and a product. Um, and then the second way that we grow, which is, you know, certainly more scalable is through TikTok. TikTok is sort of the wild west of marketing right now, but it is where our demographic is interacting with most by far. And so, we do posts with affiliates, um, and these are mostly like peers of teens. So they might be in high school, they might be in college, and they a lot of them talk about finance on their TikTok channels. And so we'll have them, you know, sponsor a post about Stack, about what we're building, what the app looks like, what are the product features, why, you know, give us general feedback about it. And we we don't really tell them to write scripts. We just say, hey, give your feedback about what you like, what you don't like, everything in between. And I think that organic approach on social media has proven to be um, pretty meaningful with our demographic. Another area that people are interested in today is NFTs, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Explain what that is, and, and is that something you would be offering on Stack? Yeah, NFTs is such an interesting, um, you know, I think NFTs in this, once you're building in Web3 and crypto, is one of those um, those things that people have polarizing views about, very similar to crypto, where there are people that love them um, and protect them at all costs. There are people that really don't like them. I think that people are asking the wrong question about NFTs, and that is, do NFTs have utility? Because right now, I think it's pretty obvious that, that most NFTs don't really have utility. And what the better question is, is do you believe in the technology that's behind a non-fungible token to have value and for people to figure it out? Because we're just super early. Um, And, you know, I always like to say, if you look at virtual reality or augmented reality um, 10 years ago, there was a boom when everybody had 3D televisions, right? (laughs) They wanted you to wear your 3D, um, you know, goggles and watch TV and so every TV company added that as part of augmented reality, and it didn't catch, and people didn't want it, and nobody ended up buying these 3D TVs. Um, I think there, in every industry, there is these growing pains, these these boom periods, these periods that there's a little bit of a reel back in. Um, and so I, I believe in a long game of non-fungible tokens, but I don't think that the technology is, is fully where it will be soon. Um, will we offer it on stack and will it be a part of our app? I think in the long run, it's definitely something we will stay very close to, but for right now it will not be part of the app. So, um, we won't be holding NFTs and digital wallets for teens. Um, you know, I think depending on where the industry goes and then of course, like making it very safe and secure will always be our number one question. And and if we can do that effectively and, and teens want it, um, and parents want it, then we will certainly get started adding it. Okay, so um, so what is the the, the metaverse, uh, and how would that relate to um, 
what you're doing here. I mean, it, people aren't quite sure what it is yet, but if yeah. anyone's going to learn about it, it's going to be teens. So what is your view of the future of the metaverse and how does that play into what Stack is doing? The metaverse is so, um, it's a funny, I, I think Web3 in general also has become sort of an ambiguous term. The metaverse, I think, you know, people envision it as this 3D world, um, like uh, like that, gosh, I'm forgetting the Ready Player Me, that movie, where, you know, you can put on a headset and a bodysuit and be in this 3D world. I think that's, that's the metaverse little picture in their mind. I don't think the metaverse is even close to that vision yet. And again, they're kind of going through um, some, some growing pains in the metaverse as well. I'm actually part of a community of other founders. That's a metaverse in quotations community. And it's like, you know, you have a character that you use your keyboard to move around. And when you get close to people, your zoom um, camera goes on and (laughs) you can start talking to other characters that you're near. I think like, you know, the metaverse is definitely still in its infancy and, um, it, it's by some terms very close to Web two, um, even though it, you know, promises big things in the future. How that relates to Stack and what we're building, um, I think naturally in the metaverse you're going to need a digital wallet to go power what you do, just because the fiat system is not built for something like the metaverse. And so again, I think the integrations there become very interesting. I'm a big believer that there is a lot of utility in creating this uh, this virtual community, whether that be for video games, whether that be for the workplace, whether that be for just engagement with other human beings. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of cool things happening there. But again, it's it's a little early. Um, it won't be day one a part of what we're doing at Stack, but it'll be something that we stay very close to. People hear about Web 3.0, but they're not really sure what is going on there. What is the difference between Web 3.0 and Web 2? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the idea of this decentralization of the internet where web three is sort of this catch all term for this ecosystem of infrastructure, of products, of businesses, of, you know, even DAOs. If you guys have heard of DAOs, all of this um, innovation that's happening that exists in the public stratosphere that isn't, centralized to one point in node and i think that comes out of you know the google and and facebook that's now rebranded as meta worlds right that if you want to go advertise as a business you have to um you know go through google and and facebook and now meta um and so i think it's building this new web ecosystem that doesn't have those roadblocks in it that is sort of more collaborative in a lot of ways but but again, I think the term has become a little bit ambiguous, and I think that Web3 can be kind of a catch-all and misnomer in some ways in that regard. Um, but I do think that there is a tremendous future um, in Web3, and I think that what Web3 is promising today, if it can fulfill and fulfill in a really great way, it will enable incredible things in the future. You talk about monetizing people as an influencer. Explain how that would work. If you're a teen on Stack and you have a, a social media following, how can you monetize that? Yeah, so we do um, we do a lot of affiliate posting already where how it works is our, our sweet spot is sort of working with, with influencers that are on the way up. Um, and so influencers that 
they don't have a million followers yet. A lot of them have 50 to 250,000 followers, call it, but they've built a brand and they've built, you know, sort of a young business that they're trying to monetize. And so we do um, sort of financial arrangements with them that incentivize them to bring us an engaged audience. And so, um, you know, if they have people that sign up for our product waitlist right now, and then eventually that download our app, then they get compensated for that. Um, and so that's really the primary model. What we will also have on the app is you can get rewarded with more crypto in your account if you bring friends. And so that means, you know, I, I call it, you don't have to be a social media influencer. You can just be an influencer in your community. You can be a physical, you know, influencer that has 300 followers on Instagram or on TikTok, um, but that you want to go talk to your friends about crypto and tell them about Stack, then great. We, we will, um, you know, find a way to reward you. How much do people get paid for bringing their friends onto Stack? So our current waitlist model is really pretty white label. So depending on the size of your following, we'll agree to a flat fee just for you to go do a post about us plus a conversion rate that they can track how many people they brought to our waitlist. Um, and we have some things built on top of our waitlist to make sure that, you know, it's not bots or that it's not fake people. Um, and if they bring us, you know, genuine waitlisters, then they get paid and they can track their performance at any given time. Um, the second version of that will be a, as a live app and that will be to downloads and then also paying customers and they'll get compensated for that. Once we, um, we're actually working through the mechanics right now of exactly the compensation that you'll get for bringing a friend onto the app, um, you know, if you do so successfully. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He is the CEO and founder at Stack, uh, which is an online source, uh, both an app and a website, to uh, have your teenager age 13 to 18 uh, invest in cryptocurrencies and learn about cryptocurrencies. You can find out more at his website, trystack.io. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Show. Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Will Rush. He's the CEO and founder at Stack, which is an online resource and also an app to help teenagers invest and learn about cryptocurrencies. 
You can find out more at his website, tristack.io. Welcome back to the show, Will. Thanks, Jordan. So there was a study about what difference it'll make in parents' lives if they get involved in technology early. Tell me about that and how it affects, how it's relevant to Stack. Yeah, so we've been um, we've been conducting this study for a little over nine months now, and it really is with the parent population. So um, usually parents that were sort of born between 1975 and 1985, and the reason that that segment is really interesting to us is that they were in high school or in college during the internet boom in the 90s. And what we did was we asked them a bunch of questions. This was not the intention of the study, actually. But since then, it's become a very big focal point of, of sort of some of the output is we asked them, you know, what was their financial behavior as a high school or college kid? Were they investing? Did they have their own credit card, their own bank account? Um, but the question that really ended up being the huge, oh, my gosh, moment was we asked them at what age they first accessed the Internet. And if you put them on this sort of graph of how many people are using the internet and you could classify who were the early adopters. And so it's usually people that were um, there in the first call it million internet users um, to about 10 or hundred million users. And if you were one of those early adopters and you did it before you were 18 years old, you would have 13 times higher net worth by the time you were 40. And for me, that was just a huge glaring, oh my gosh, moment about the difference that we could make with Stack by being this teen community for this kind of crazy Web3 crypto world, because we definitely are still in early adoption mode. And if your teenager chooses to engage, and it doesn't mean they need to put their whole portfolio into crypto. And it definitely doesn't mean that they should only have crypto or only be interacting with crypto in terms of all their financial products out there. But it does allow them to educate themselves, to go make mistakes, to go interact with this kind of new nation technology. That is going to make a huge difference 20 years down the line. Um, and so I think that study has been really powerful in sharing that message and just saying, hey, you know, this is Web3 is the Internet of our times. And if you can get your teenager to early adopt and educate themselves, it's going to reverberate in their future. And maybe it's because they'll get jobs in this world or maybe it's because they'll understand the technology and how they want to use it. But getting involved and getting involved at a low dollar value is sort of a no brainer in my mind. Since you're part of that community, kind of give me a sense of the role of fintech in younger people's lives, because it's not only cryptocurrencies, but all kinds of other fintech companies are disrupting the traditional financial business model. What is your view of the, the growing role of fintech in people's financial lives? Yeah, I mean, fintech is, um, I think that fintech spent the last, my whole career, so the last 12, 13 years, doing an amazing job of solving the access problem. And the access problem means, you know, 15 years ago, if you wanted to go invest in stock, you probably needed a good amount of money to do it. Um, the tools were very non-intuitive and you felt like it was too complicated to even go in and start as an average consumer. And now you can go buy a dollar of Amazon stock and you can do it in a second. And that's beautiful. That's wonderful. But what no one did a great job of was educating this new population that you now opened up access to. 
And so that's really what Stack has built. And I think that's what we'll see this next generation of fintech companies doing. I mean, you already see Robinhood and Coinbase and all these companies building a huge learning arm, a huge financial education arm, because they're seeing that consumers want this. They want to be more educated. Um, and if we could just shake everybody's head and say, hey, you don't need to go be a day trader on Wall Street bets to be a competent investor. You probably should be putting your money in the S&P 100 index and having it sit there for 10 years. Um, and you probably outperform most of the hedge funds anyway. And so I think just sharing some of these very foundation, it really doesn't take a lot, but these foundation levels of education about how to invest, how to get involved, that's what fintech is is doing now and hopefully what Stack is a part of. Um, and so I think that's what we'll see over the next few years. Without holding you to anything specific, what is the future of Bitcoin, do you think? I mean, currently it's about 47,000, something like that. I mean, some people think it'll go to a million, 10 million, you know, some, have big, pretty big numbers. Some think it'll go to zero. I mean, what is your view of uh, the <laughs> future of Bitcoin? Yeah, I think Bitcoin's a really interesting one, right? Because it's like the company that doesn't have a boss. Um, and because of the way that it was created, there is no one under the hood where if you compare it to Ethereum, right? It's like Ethereum is, is really more like a company and, you know, Vitalik is running the show. And um, and so Ethereum is kind of changing slowly and the, the way that the technology works is changing. And you can sort of tell the good and the bad of those stories. Um, there's obviously sort of a complicated good and bad story to each. One is that there's no one's, you know, malicious intents behind Bitcoin that are going to change its technology. On the other hand, the world changes every day. And so the ability to make a, you know, technology malleable, I think is really good. So in terms of mainstream adoption and where Bitcoin will go and what it's going to be worth, I think to get to the levels that everybody says Bitcoin can, can go to, call it, you know, a couple hundred thousand of Bitcoin or even a million of Bitcoin, um, I think what you need to see is it become a banking function. And so it can't just be uh, an asset that people are using to invest. It needs to go be used for buying things, for buying things in the metaverse. And so whatever coin can successfully do that, I think is going to be the one that really wins in this next crypto era. Um, and then beyond that, I don't even think that I can intelligently <laughs> offer a perspective on how many different ways this is going to be used because it is a really neat technology and there's clearly utility to um, this blockchain world. And it's more, what are the use cases that are going to stick? So you think it will be used in everyday transactions more than just in the metaverse? Is that what you're saying? I think the blockchain will definitely be used um, in everyday transactions. I don't know if it will be Bitcoin. I don't think Bitcoin's really kind of set up for that amount of volume. My personal view is that things like Ethereum and there's some even like L2s as they call them built on top of Ethereum that sort of make um, actually transacting easier. But the future is bright. I think that crypto as an entire world is heading in a very positive direction and who the winners and losers are will be dictated on adding more than just investing functionality to that. In the roughly two minutes we have left, why don't you kind of summarize what difference it'll make in uh, teens' lives if they get involved in something like Stack uh, while they're in their teens? Yeah. I mean, my message would, would really be to teen parents out there, and it's the, um, I, I think the, the world of crypto has been 
blasphemized in some ways as this fraudulent kind of crazy new world with all sorts of things happening in it. And I think the important thing to, to, to pair with our brand at stack is, is that we don't think that everything in this world is good. We think that there is the good, the bad and the ugly and everything in between and our thesis and the point at which we will always operate under for anything else that we do is to just give the facts, is to give the good and the bad and educate this next generation so that they can decide how they want to use it and what they want to use it with. And so we've integrated that into our business model by being a subscription-based business because if we were volume-based, we would need to want to make users trade all the time to make more money. And instead, we're saying we are built to educate first and what comes out of that, we're here for. But beyond that, that is what the platform is built on. It's more of a financial literacy app than it really is a crypto exchange, I would say. Um, and so as a parent, getting your child involved, being on the Stack app, just to learn with a, with a small amount of dollars um, and see where this goes so that when your teen turns 18 and they make their own decisions, they're equipped to do that because you sat in the passenger seat the same way that you do when you teach a teenager how to drive a car. And that's what Stack's all about. And why do you call it Stack? <laughs> we, you know, we, we wanted to make it really universal. We wanted to make it um, borderless in some ways. We also loved some of the associations, whether it be technology Stack, whether it be stacks of money. Um, we thought that Stack was was really easy, rolls off the tongue. Um, you know, as a brand, we thought that it was very aligned with all the things that we wanted. And so, like ten years from now, what is your outlook? You're going to have like 100 million subscribers, well, how big is this going to get? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we need to solve as a business is how do we grow with our customers? And so we're starting with teens, but we want to grow with them. We want to be a, a product for them as they enter into their college years and then their young adult years as well. And so uh, the next phases of the business will really be predicated on that. There is a limited group of, of teenagers and their parents that are going to want their kids to learn about crypto. And we know that. Um, and so to grow beyond that level, we need to successfully transfer into not just an under 18 product, but an over 18 product that really makes this world more approachable. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Will Rush. He's the CEO and founder at Stack. You can find out more about everything we talked about in the last hour at trystack.io. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, Will. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.